Hello and welcome to this very special bonus episode of the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons & Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing campaigns. So, a bit of context to this episode. A few weeks back I managed to visit home for the first time since the pandemic started, and I thought I would take the opportunity to record something with the podcast's number one fan, which is my mum. Despite never playing an RPG or really knowing much about Dungeons & Dragons, she has listened to every single episode of this podcast. So I thought, why not invite her on to create her very first D&D character? And this episode is the results of that. I just wanted to do a quick note beforehand, the audio quality of this episode isn't perfect, uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, Number one, we were recording in person on the fly. Number two, my dad is mowing the lawn in the background for roughly the first 10 minutes. And then finally, the dog comes in towards the end. So a whole mishmash of problems, but you know what? It's fine. I still think this is a good episode as it's an example about how to take someone who is brand new to D&D through creating a character. And for this episode, I mostly use the character creation guide found in the player's handbook and also using D&D Beyond as sort of to streamline the process. I think it's important just to say this out loud, it kind of doesn't matter what age you are, you can always still have a go at playing RPGs or board games or anything. Age doesn't stop you, and it's never too late to try and find something new. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the DM's Book Club. So, Mum, we are going to make for you your first ever level one character. So I'm going to ask this question, even though I, <laughs> I do know the answer, but I'm just going to check. Have you ever done any role-playing experience or any tabletop gaming at all? No, apart from being a role-playing human being every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's my only role so far. Mm. Is it just something that you've it's passed you by, you've just never been interested, or what's you know is there any reason, do you think? I think when I was a child, we used to play table. We used to play games, tabletop yeah. games, and it really put me off mm. because we played Monopoly, and yeah. we never ever finished the game until somebody stood up and knocked the, the board over. And mm. So I really, it was so boring. I didn't like. The only thing then I liked was Cluedo. I quite liked Cluedo because mm. there were specific things. So here was somebody who'd been murdered. Who did it? And yes, but you had to find out. So I quite liked that then. Mm-hmm. But no, Monopoly, which is the you know the archetypal one. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's interesting because now nowadays there's so many a huge range of board games that mm. aren't just yeah. Monopoly, but they're but they're all different things. There's yeah, like yeah. escape rooms in a box and all that sort yeah. of thing. So I think it's what's been amazing for me, and I think this is really quite interesting, is that. You know, we're in a very technological age where people are doing all things online and, you know, everybody's doing watching YouTube and Vimeo and all these games online. And yet there is a huge, you know, revival of board games, mm-hmm. of those games where you people have got little, little armies and things like that, and Lego. Mm-hmm. So people still want to do something mm-hmm. with others, which is not necessarily an, an online thing. And I think mm-hmm. that's really interesting, actually, mm-hmm. because you could have thought that, oh, you know, my children and, and, and younger people would actually never want to play board games. They'd mm-hmm. want to, to just go play online with people on the, uh, on the internet. But mm-hmm. that's not quite so true, is it, really? No, and I do think with, like you said, I think video games, obviously, they're still going up and you have to get higher graphics mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is something about... Certainly, I think during the pandemic as well, is like obviously video games had been designed for having this multiplayer aspect as well. Mm-hmm. But there is something really cool about 
playing a game that's always going to be different because of what you put into it whereas I think yeah. video games have that sort of well, set parameters and yeah stuff. They're, exactly I was just going to say I think they're more controlled so I mean I've never played video games so I don't know but I think that you are more controlled you're you know you're in a battle situation and there's only certain things that you can do mm-hmm. whereas I think from what I've uh, you understand now about role-playing games when I've listened to your podcasts is that it's your own creativity that people bring into mm-hmm. it that as you say makes it very different so you may play the same game with different people but it will be very different mm-hmm. uh, and I think again if I think about it what, what people are looking for is creativity so this is why Lego has become hugely mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, played with uh, by people of all ages mm-hmm. during lockdown because they can actually it's their own creativity mm-hmm. they can do so it's great yeah. I think also that's the thing with role playing games was like there is no age barrier per se you can make the game so you can play it with your children or you can play it with uh, grandparents stuff like that whereas video games again because you need certain maybe dexterity or or you'd be able to use the buttons and stuff whereas at least in role-playing games there's no problem asking questions you have a tutorial mode so to speak which we're going to go through just now but at the end of the day if you go or can i just check something at least four of the people will have the same question and then there's the adjudicator who's also human. You know, the, the game's yeah, master's yeah. also human to do it as well. But, but I think what I've learnt, though, is that you do need someone who knows the rules very well because that's what you've been doing and, mm-hmm. and others that you've been playing with, is that somebody needs to know the rules and tell you what was always awful I found boring was you know you get a new box of a new game and you had to read through the rules it was so complicated you had cards and then you had dice and mm. then you had this and it's like oh my god it's far too you know actually I can't be bothered so so you want something that's that, that does stretch you but is not so complicated mm-hmm. that you think I'm going to give up here. well I think that's quite interesting because there's still now like um there's stuff like board game cafes and there's obviously people who do, whose job it is to know the rules mm. and explain and be mm. demo people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And if you are that person in your friendship group, you're going to have that awkward half an hour at the beginning going, I know it's a new game, trust me, and work mm. out how best mm. to demonstrate mm. this. And I think it's the same in role-playing games to an extent, but there's now these great things called like quick start rules and like mm. here's mm. a way to introduce your players and yourself to the game, which yeah, I think yeah. and people don't value them as much. And I think, um, I was talking to somebody else about this, but this idea of like you pay... 30 quid for a 200-page book, which is mm-hmm. thick and detailed with laws. Yeah, like, that's yeah. great. But the quick start, they're like, oh, it's free. And I'm like, no, I think you should pay at least, you know, £5 right. or, or something like yeah. that for the quick start because I think lots of people will go into it mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, I, they get that taste mm-hmm. of like, oh, I will pay mm-hmm. the 30 quid. Whereas if it's free, they're like, oh, I, I got it and I, I, oh, I liked it, but I'm not going to pay yeah. for extra stuff. It, so. Well, except that, you know, would I ever read a 200-page thing? You mean... <laughs> some, I mean, hey, I, there's... No, no, some people do. I understand that. But would, I'm just thinking myself, would I do it? No, these days, it, so it takes me all my time to concentrate through a newspaper. Well, that's it. It's, it's each to their own. It's, and yeah. obviously some people just read RPG books for reading mm. about the law or looking at the art book. It, it, it's interesting, because obviously I had lots of books I read through, but maybe mm. never play. So it's, but, um, uh, yeah. you remember when you get to my age, I now read the last page of the thriller just in case I don't live long enough <laughs> to get to the answers. You know, it's like, oh, wait a minute, I need to know what happens because, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? So anyway, today we are going to, like I said, we're going to create your first ever okay. sort of D&D yeah, character. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and so obviously I know you know through listening to the podcast and stuff, mm-hmm. but D&D is primarily high fantasy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I asked you to think about just before we started recording was your concept for a character mm-hmm. and any ideas that you want and it doesn't have to be like a fully formed idea because mm-hmm. we can help with that and sort of narrow it down mm-hmm. but is there anything that you you really want this character to be like what, what are you envisioning um, I'm envisaging I think as I mentioned just <clears throat> before we, we'd started um, something a character for the future mm-hmm. so I'd like to be something in the future I'd still like to be female because mm-hmm. um, I think that would be very good I'd like to be 
slightly younger than I am now, but more athletic. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be crucial yeah. because I think, you know, if I'm in a situation where I'm trying to avoid the, the buddies and my knees are creaking, never a good thing. You know, it's like, what's that? Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Trudy's knees are creaking. Ah, no. Sort of thing. So, yeah, younger and, and athletic. Okay. Um, I mean, I was once younger, but I was never athletic. No, no, no. And when you, when you say younger, like, how much younger are, we talking? are you talking about your... your yeah, because what I've discovered when we're role playing games, lots of people who you know play them, like, oh, we're eighteen, it's fresh face no, stuff no, like that. No, 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 I didn't no. think it would be like that. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think my mid thirties, something 30s, like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think so. so. A bit of experience, you know, sort of thing. But as I say, uh, fit uh, and uh, athletic. Cool. All right. Well, so the first thing we're going to do, we, we can come to the other bits, like you know, creating that sort of personality and after we've got the main mechanic. Mm-hmm. But the first thing we do, we're going to look at race. So okay. this is the main sort of thing that you make. They call it, they're going to probably call it lineage from now on, so obviously right, okay. things. And essentially this, we're going to do just the basic, the guides in the thing. So obviously recently they've had different ways where you can be whatever you want and there's lots of stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we're just going to go from the player's handbook essentially. So, okay. yeah. so the most common ones in the fantasy realms, you have human, you have elf, you have dwarf and you have mm-hmm. uh, halfling. Uh, you also have such things as gnomes, which are obviously a little bit like halflings. Mm-hmm. You have dragonborn uh, and you have tieflings. Those are sort of the main ones there. Okay. Is there any of those that's any of them you want me to go into detail? Is there any one uh, okay. that's just, just remind me. I mean, you, you did a, a DN's book club on this, I think, on, on tieflings, but I, I can't remember what a tiefling is. So just remind me. Absolutely. So a tiefling is essentially um, long ago their sort of uh, their ancestors made deals with the devils, and so as a result, their heritage shows this deal. So they have the horns, they have mm. a tail, and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean that they're evil. No, no, no. So is that? But it's uh, but they are sort of they're definitely out the standout there. Sort of thing. Well, I was hoping to wear a hat and I think the horns might get in the way (laughs) you can always wear a hat (laughs) I'm sure teethlings wear hats mum in this fantasy fantasy world there will be um, what do they call them the um, the hatter the outfitter uh, a milliner a milliner I'm sure there'll be a teethling milliner no no I'm I'm going away for halflings halflings Uh, yes okay so yeah halflings obviously we know them from uh, obviously Tolkien and that sort of this idea. Yes. They're happy-go-lucky folk. Ooh, um, we've done a podcast episode on them where they talk about like they can easily find uh, enjoyment in doing nothing. Mm. Uh, so this idea that they could just easily spend an afternoon by a river, just looking out and smoking a pipe or, or reading a book or something like okay. that. They're very happy-go-lucky. They love stuff, but they do like, you know. Sometimes they are like we want to, we want to go out and adventure okay, stuff, yeah. but they do like have their little communities as well. Okay, I'll be a halfling. A halfling. Yeah, okay, a half-ling. so the next thing after that. There are different types of halflings. So we're going to narrow it down to two because there's a few. Mm-hmm. So there's a lightfoot halfling and a stout halfling. Or a lightfoot. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to be stout. <laughs> I don't. I think not. Stout, stout here means sort of a bit hardy. They have a few other different traits. But I'll, I'll just read out. So the the lightfoot halfling is. They survive in a world by large creatures. Uh, as a lightfoot halfling, you can easily hide from notice. And yeah. even using other people for cover, uh, they're more prone to wanderlust than other than other yeah, halflings. Yeah, yep. oh, the lightfoot one. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go. I'm for seeing that. myself now as this willowy, you know, sort of. Yeah, I don't. I, I won't be smoking a pipe though. No, no. I'm just myself smoking a pipe. <laughs> I, I I do admit that is a very stereotypical <laughs> Tolkien thing there. So I appreciate that. So with the halfling, you get yeah. these other features, which you don't you don't need to write yeah. down or anything. Just it's just okay. good to know. So. You, 
What's cool about half things is that, like I said, they're lucky, right? Yeah. So when you roll a one on a d20, so that's yeah. the main dice thing, any roll, so it's an attack, ability check, or saving throw, you can re-roll the die and use and must use a new roll. That's yeah. really good because a one on a d20, obviously the lowest number you can mm-hmm. get, mm-hmm. it's usually a critical yes. fail, really yes, bad. Yes, I remember that from the from the one I've just been listening to. Mm. So what's interesting is that <laughs> you can use this any time you get a one. Right. And no other race can do that. No oh, other right. so that's quite good. You've also got this trait called Brave. So you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened, which is quite nice because, again, when in our episode we did, these halflings have this sort of um, demeanour or this attitude to other people that's, you know, if there's a, a new stranger in town, they usually assume it's not for ill intent. Mm-hmm. You'll go up and go, hello, you're new, come to my house. You know, but like they're, they, they're not frightened by a big creature, mm-hmm. not hiding away. Okay. So that's quite nice. Uh, you have halfling nimbleness, so you can move the space of any creatures. Good. That's large thing, so you can Athletic. duck into, yes, yeah, that's deep right. through people's that's legs. Me, yeah. And then you are naturally stealthy. You can attempt to hide even yeah. when you are obscured by only a creature that's only one size taller than you. So you can hide behind people. Right. Okay, that sounds uh, great. So we're going to choose. Me. Yeah, we're going to choose. That. Can I have a friend? Uh, we can get to friends in a, okay. in a bit. I'd okay, like a friend. Interesting. Okay. So next up, we're going to choose a class. And what this means is it's sort of, it goes on to sort of like what your character does. Like is as, as a career, as an adventurer, you'll have loads of different things. And we'll just give it to one class for now. Okay. Make it easier. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So there are 13 different classes, which I know sounds overwhelming, so you don't need to worry yeah. about that. What I want to know is that if you were playing in a game... And if combat was a thing for you, if you were in, in a, a situation where you had to fight, would you prefer to be up close and fighting with weapons? Would you prefer to be further back and fighting with weapons, so like a bow? Or would you prefer to be using magic in some way? Oh, magic. magic. Magic, magic, magic. Okay. Well, I was wondering if I could be a poet and I could just blind them with poetry. Ah, well, so there's a, there is a class for that, Ooh, in a sense. Yes. So there is bards. So they're yes, a bit yes. like a, a jack-of-all-trades. So they yeah, use... I don't know, sometimes a bit boring bards, no, well, No, no, they're not boring at all. So you can use music as a right. way to, uh, to do so. Poetry could be your thing. Yeah, uh, so, it's a, so they have a bit of magic. They have okay. a bit... If, but if things come up close, they can use a weapon as well. So I it's a bit... throw a poem at you and you'd be overwhelmed <laughs> by a poem. Well, we can go on this... Do have a feature called cutting words, which is yes. that you can you can reduce damage in some way. So we can do that. Would you like to do bard then? Yes. Okay. As long as I can be a poet within a bard, I'll be only singing. No, stuff. we we can definitely work on that. So that's no so, yeah. um, Bard here it says an inspiring magician whose power echoes the music of creation. But it, music, art. Yeah, well, as long as I don't have to sing, I can just poetry. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So you get um, again. You might not. This might not be interesting for you per se, but you get a hit die of d8. Your primary ability. So that's the thing that you use. Most of, say, your spell stuff mm-hmm. will be charisma. And you have uh, saves in dexterity and charisma. So you're still a bit dexterous. You okay, still out of the yeah. way. And so you have yeah. obviously spell casting at level one and you have something called bardic inspiration, which mm. is uh, for your sort of bonus action. So in combat, you'll have an action, which is usually like you you give off a spell, you fight something, mm-hmm. you can move, and you can do something called a bonus action, something very small. So your bonus action that you could use is something called Bardic Inspiration, is where you can inspire others oh, right. to do something. So through your words or through music. So Well, what I'm hoping is, I say, in a battle, that uh, everybody else says, quickly, get the poet! We need the poet! <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm here! I'm here! Don't worry about me! That is, that's how it works! That's how it works! So, all right, so we'll put that in for... But, so we've got that there. What we need now is a poet. <laughs> 
So the other thing you get at level one, you get uh, something called proficiency. So this is making sort of honing your skills as a player. And what's lucky at bards, they get sort of the most proficiency. So you have six to choose from. Oh my goodness! Don't worry, we've got we've got plenty of things. So you get proficiencies, light armor, simple weapons, saving throws, all that sort of thing, mm -hmm. and skills choose free. So we'll, I'll read them out to you. Okay. And you can ask me any questions on it. There's right. quite a few of them, but so do tell me to stop okay. me. So you've got stuff like acrobatics, animal handling, arcana, which is to do with magic, athletics. Deception, history, insight, intimidation, investigation, medicine, nature, perception, performance, persuasion, religion, sleight of hand, stealth, and survival. So you can pick any of those three. How many? Or oh, three? Any of those three. three. Okay. Um, I'll have um, I'll have acrobatics. Acrobatics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to have animal handling because I was very interested in Donald the uh, guinea pig in this morning's uh, DM's book club that I listened to. He was... Uh, <clears throat> oh, I think... <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> I understand. Yes, yes. Sam did uh, have, a, have a creature of yes, some sort. Yes, he did. Yes. But I think he started off as a guinea pig, but he seemed to end up as a hamster. I wasn't quite certain about that. I mean, then. when you're running a game, Mum, <laughs> the, the animal type changes quite quickly. <laughs> okay. Do you right, so okay. much so okay. animal handling. So you've got uh, so acrobatics, animal yeah. handling. Uh, and my third one is going to be sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. So why, yeah. why are you picking sleight of hand? Because I always, you know, I really like those magicians that that, that can just fool you mm -hmm. with things. And I remember at a party that we had for you, a, a birthday party, mm -hmm. we had uh, Ian, Magic, Magic Ian, Ian yeah. came <laughs> and uh, was uh, with lots of girls mm -hmm. and my own poor old Magic Ian. But he was very good. He was very good. Of, yeah, of he was very good. Yeah. Okay, so you can do that. Yeah, we, Dad and I thought you might make you lot disappear, but yeah. no. No, sadly, sadly not. not. <laughs> sadly not. You do have proficiencies in musical instruments. You don't yeah. don't have to use them. Yeah. So you can choose three. I'll just go through those okay. bagpipes, bird pipes, <laughs> uh, drum, flute, yeah. uh, horn, lute, anything. But I guess I guess we don't have to pick well, them. Uh, flute. flute. I have a flute. You have a flute. Yeah. Okay. So you can. I'm have... sorry, I'm thinking now of a pan-like creature. You know. Well, there is a pan flute if you want that. Um... Um, no, I'll have a long flute. You know. Okay. A proper yeah. a proper, yeah, flute. proper flute. Proper flute. Yeah, okay. Flute. Um, there's other things, so there's like a shawarm. Um, What's a shawarm? I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's, there's other sort of various other sort of, I guess... Um, what was the uh, what's the one of the things your dad likes, which is that glass... Uh... A theremin. Theremin, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not in the list, but I'll let you have theremin. I don't... Okay. Yeah, that's how I go. And, and think of one more. Is there any, any musical uh, instrument you'd want? Let's just see. Musical instrument. Uh, maracas. Maracas. So, <laughs> so we've just forgot this. We've got flute, yeah. theremin, and maracas. Yes, that's great. Right. Just a few different I will, things. I will it? say you don't have them with you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you, yeah, so you've got those. So if at any point in your adventure you see a, a maracas salesperson or <laughs> a, or a theremin concert, you'll be there. Right, so okay. so uh, maybe I should have chosen, chosen the thing with glasses. You know, when you put those things together, oh, uh, bottles and glasses. I yeah. can't remember. What that's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what we'll do now, we'll look at spells. Okay. You went for a spell class, which is fine. Yeah. So at level one, you know two cantrips. And cantrips are like very small little things. You don't need to concentrate on them, so you can do them all the time. But so okay. it's stuff like producing flame and stuff like that, and I'll go through that. Okay. And then you also know four level one spells. Okay. Uh, and then think about your character as well. So you've got stuff like dancing lights, so that's where you can throw up some orbs of lights going oh, around. Okay. You've got something called mage hand, where you can sort of appear like a hand that can help you like pick stuff up from a little bit further away or right. unlock doors. Okay. Mending, so you can mend stuff. I always find that a little bit boring. <laughs> uh, minor illusion, so again, you can create something very small to just appear. 
uh, stuff. How like, many of these can I have? You can have two of these. Two. Okay. Uh, prestidigitation, which is a, like a bit mm. like a cleaning stuff. Uh, there's other bits you can do with that as well. Uh, I'll read it out. So you can create a little harmless sensory effect. Uh, sniff out a candle. <laughs> no, I can blow out a candle. <laughs> but not from 30, from 30 feet away. Um, what I would recommend to you, which I think you might like, mm. is something called vicious mockery. You unleash a string of insults faced with subtle enchant- uh, in- uh, laced sorry, with subtle enchantments at a creature you see within range. If the target can hear you, they must succeed on a throw and it all take 1d4 psychic damage and has disadvantage on the next roll. So this idea that you've insulted them, they're like, what? And then they're, they're sort of at a disadvantage for the next session. Oh, I see, right. I'm thinking because okay. of your, your poetry, you could almost right. do like Vogue on poetry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, that's one. two of those. Right? So, so you, yeah, so you could do that one. Um, there's other ones like um, Thunderclap, so you create a, a thunderous sound mm, that can be heard mm, and you push people mm, back. Mm, mm, mm. One's called Friends. So for your duration, you have advantage on all sort of charisma or persuasion checks of someone that isn't hostile to you, so you can try and get in places. There's one called message, which is like you can point your finger at somebody within range and whisper a message. Oh, right. They can only hear you and can reply back, so you can just be like, almost like, you know, across the table going, this is an awful dinner, isn't it? <laughs> you know? I think I can do that with my eyebrows. <laughs> That's how you communicate, isn't yes, it? I don't need to have that. Okay. Uh, I'm tempted by the by the insult, but I'm, but I'm a nice person, you see. This I, I the would thing. say the, this insult stuff, you, I mean, you could do it in a way that is like, if you think of like clever insults, you know, it's sort of um, like a jellyfish sting. So you're like, oh, I see you wearing that dress again. Oh, you must have lost weight. You know, that sort of thing. Ooh. Well, no, but you know Ooh, what I mean? Harsh. Oh, come on. Harsh. That's, that's, but you don't, I mean, it could be anything like that. You don't have, it's however you right. role play it. No, it? I'm not going to have that. I'm okay. going to have, okay. I'm going to have the, I like the throwing orbs thing. Uh, that, oh, the dancing that, lights. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Dancing lights. I think that would be, that would distract people, you see. I yes. That would be yeah. nice. And then I'm very tempted by the hand rather than, I could have had the sarcastic thing, but the hand is so tempting because it can go and pick a lock for me and I can then run out of a room. Exactly. Like yeah. It's very useful for that. Yeah. yeah. And like certainly if you're trapped in something, it can yeah. appear on the other side and unlock yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have those two, I think. Those Perfect. are two. Okay. Tempting for the sarcastic thing, but you know, I'm being a nice person. <laughs> you are being a nice person. Okay. So we're going to move on to the four level one spells. So there's a few other things here. So I'll just read, I'll read out the names mm-hmm. and you can tell me what you want. So you've got one called Animal Friendship, Bane, Charm Person. What's Bane? Bane is Bane. Um, up to three creatures of your choice you can see within range must make a charisma saving throw. When they fail that throw, if they ever make an attack roll or saving throw, uh, they must roll a d4 and subtract that number from the uh, thing. So they, it debuffs them essentially mm-hmm. in combat. Okay. Uh, so it sort of uh, impedes people coming to attack you. Okay. So that's, that's like one you could do. Um, comprehend languages. Cure wounds. Detect- so comprehend languages is like a babel fish in my ear. Kind of, kind of. So for, for about an hour, you can understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear. You right. can also understand any written languages, but right. you must be touching the, the reading of something. Right. I mean, okay. that could be good for a poet. Yep. Um, yep. You've also got cure wounds, which is sort of healing. Yep. Detect magic. <coughs> disguise self. Dissonant whispers, which is a bit more of the insulting right. one, so you might not be interested in that. What was uh, a disguised self? I can disguise myself as anything. Uh, yeah, so you make yourself, including your clothing, armour, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends. Okay. You can seem to be one foot shorter or taller, <laughs> appear thin, fat, or in between. <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, it's uh, it's just sort of a way to get past people, but right, it won't okay. hold up to very big scrutiny, so you can't be in the, the borderline right, or the yeah, checkup yeah, line, they're like, okay. hang on, you're not that yeah. person, per se. Um, you have stuff like uh, Earth Tremor, Fairy Fire... 
featherfall, healing word, hideous laughter. I mean, is there anything that you'd want to do with your magic? Like, what, what would you be using magic for, I guess, to help you understand well, I suppose it would be um, to get out of tricky situations. Okay. So I don't really want to fight. I'm not a great fighter. Yeah. So this would be to get out of, you know, if somebody was coming to attack me, mm-hmm. um, so something to be able to say, I could become invisible. Mm. Like that. So, you know, that, that would, so that they, they couldn't see me to, to attack me. So mm-hmm. I, I don't particularly want to fight back. I much prefer to be sneaking past people and then, you know. Okay. That sort of thing. So you don't, unfortunately, you don't get invisible just yet. But what I can, so it sounds like to me you want to be able to debuff enemies right. just so okay. that you, they're just sort of hampered in a way whilst yeah. you can make your escape. Yeah. So there's okay. one that I can, I, I would say, there's one called Tasha's Hideous Laughter where you, you say something to a creature within yeah. range. And, you know, if they fail the check, they find it hilariously funny and they fall right. to the ground okay. prone. So they, they can't, they can't, yeah, they can't get yeah, out okay. of it. Okay. So. Yeah. So that's one. Okay. You have sleep, which is very similar, that you cast it and depending on how many hit points uh, people have, they, they just fall asleep All on right. the ground. Yeah, so sounds, again, they don't get to do much. That sounds quite good. Get maybe if you're getting away, for example, and you have to jump off something. So if you're, you know, at the edge of a cliff or something like that, uh, feather fall is quite useful because then you, you and fewer if you've got your party yeah. jump off, you can slow your descent oh, right, so you okay. don't fall to your depths per right. se. Okay, so that's yeah. an example as well. Yeah, so you've got you've got all these. So I think I'll have sleep. Sleep because yeah. I think if they fall to the ground with hideous laughter, other people might think, "What's going on here?" Because you can hear the hideous laughter. <laughs> okay. Whereas they fall to the ground and go to sleep, like yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, you yeah. know, be like, oh, okay, okay. So that's that. So that's one. one. Yeah, I quite like the feather fall thing. Yeah, feather fall. Uh, yeah, feather fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't. You've know. got two more. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. Here. Ones that could be good for you. So again, um, there's one called Charm Person. Which is like, um, if you're trying to uh, persuade someone to run your way of thinking, yeah. you can sort of, uh, for an hour, you know, if they fail the check, um, they sort of are charmed by you. So they yeah. see you as a friendly acquaintance for the hour. Okay. Um, yeah. But obviously, if, if they pass the check, they know you've, yeah, used, yeah, you've yeah, used magic. Yeah. So it's that sort yeah. of deception type thing. Okay. There. I'll have the charm person then. And yeah. I think I'll also have the, what was the other one? Was, was di- I could disguise myself. Disguise self, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not going to have. Uh, I presume that if I had armor, I could disguise it so it didn't look yeah. like armor. But I presume if I don't have armor, I can disguise myself with armor so mm. it looks like I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you can ch- with yeah. disguise self, you can change your armor as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. okay. So those those are your yeah. quick spells that yeah. you've got there. So that's great. Now this is the fun bit. Okay. I, I like to think. So this is why I've got the dice hands of like. So this mm. is where we determine the ability scores. Right. Okay. So what we do, we roll. Uh, 4d6 so these are okay. the six sided dice six times you don't need to do it just yet okay. oh. and then write down we'll, we'll go from there so so if you roll 4d6 for me just now and just read out what you get uh, one five two and four Ooh, that's interesting six and six yeah six and six so um what we do we write down the total of the highest three so okay. we're going to write down the five four, four and the two. two so that's 11 so if you write down yeah. 11 for me okay and then we do that another five times until we get a set of five <coughs> numbers. So if you roll them again. Okay. Uh, so six, six and two. Yep, so, so that, that is 14. 14. Great, nice double sixes there. Four, two and two, that's eight. Eight, yep. I feel I should blow on them like a lucky yeah, well, you can if you want. You, you, you are a lucky half then. <laughs> five, four and four, so that's um, 13. 13. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. Six, five, and four, so that's fifteen. Fifteen, very good. Right. Last one. Four, three, and four, four. so eight, eleven. Eleven again. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. So you should just read out those numbers again for me. Right. Eleven, fourteen, eight, 
13, 15 and 11. Great, so you've only got one that's under 10, that's good. So that, that's good. So what we do now with those numbers, we put them in to your um, to your uh, modifiers. So in D&D you have six of them, so you've got three sort of physical ones, so you've got strength, dexterity, constitution, and then you have three mental ones, so you've got intelligence, wisdom and charisma. Um, because you're a bard, so because you're a bard, I would suggest putting your highest number into your charisma, because that's your okay. spell casting okay. uh, thing. So, so what that's was that? 14. Oh, no, sorry, 15. 15. Yeah, 15. And that's quite good as well, because with your bonus for your halfling as well, that's that's because, uh, again, certain races will give bonuses to stuff. Right. So you, with being a halfling, you actually get an extra bonus there. Mm-hmm. So it actually goes up to 16, which is mm-hmm. quite nice. And then it's kind of up to you what you want to do from there, I would say, because I'll tell you things. So strength helps you... Uh, hit things better. You know, if you're using weapons and stuff like that, dexterity helps you get out the way and makes you go faster in initiative. Constitutions for your health. So if you want a few more hit points, you put stuff there. Mm -hmm. And intelligence and wisdom help with certain skill checks Mm -hmm. and also with other sort of saves as well. So is there any of them that stand out to you that you'd like? Um, I think... I think um, dexterity, because mm-hmm. I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to be the fighting one. I'm going to be the one who gets out of the way and mm-hmm. runs, runs away. Okay. So mm-hmm. so that is that a 14 then for dexterity? Yeah, so if you want to put the next highest one up there, yes, we'll yeah. go down like that. So the next yeah. highest one is that's 14. All right. And that's interesting too, because then you get another plus two because of your halfling stuff as well. So right. actually, that's very good. You've got two 16s there. Very good. Yeah. Then I think uh, I think I'll have wisdom rather than intelligence. Okay. Because I think that wisdom is intelligence plus experience for, for myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping that. Mm-hmm. So that will be thirteen for 13 that. Thirteen for that one. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And then you've got left. You've got strength, constitution, and intelligence. Okay. Um. I think I'll go for. I think I'll go for um constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, and that's that's in the eleven, I think. Isn't eleven, it? I think. Yeah, that's right. it's yeah. good to have constitution a little bit, just so you've got yeah. got some of that. That's yeah. fine. And then uh, eleven for um, for intelligence, mm-hmm. and then the eight for for strength. Strength, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, so so in total, you have strength. You've got eight. Yeah. Dexterity, you've got actually sixteen because you have your uh, racial bonus. Yeah. So that's quite good. Constitution is eleven. Intelligence is eleven. Wisdom is 13, and Charisma, because of your racial bonus, is 16 as well. So you've yeah. got a nice... So what happens with that is that you compare those things you've rolled to another table, which gives yeah. you the modifier. So, for example, if you take your strength, mm-hmm. the modifier actually translates to a minus one. So whenever right. you're doing a strength-based yeah. skill or check, you would roll your d20, but then minus one. Okay. And so, actually, overall, that's the only minus you've got. Everything else is either a, a straight roll, mm-hmm. or it is a... Um, Plus, a plus, th- a plus one or a plus three. Yeah, so right, you've actually okay. done very well on that. All right, now we come to the fun bit. It was describing your character. Normally in D&D, we sort of pick a background. So something that describes what this character uh, does. And it gives you a few extra skills and stuff. And there's obviously, as a result, lots of them. So you were thinking something uh, something about the future, something to do yeah. with poetry. Yeah, um, yeah. So looking at this, looking at the whole list of stuff, so again, just to narrow it down a little mm-hmm. bit for you. So you have something like guild artisan, so somebody who who makes stuff that could be something. Mm. With actor, there is like I mean, let's let's narrow it down. What 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 are you thinking? Of? Well, I think it's entertainer. Something to, well, something to do with space. So I was wondering, okay. like, uh, so could it be an astronomer? Uh, how about astronomers? Yeah, astronomer well, I'll tell you what. We can always do a custom background. Okay. So we'll do that. So I'm like, uh, uh, you know, I see I see space, and then I write poetry about you know infinity. In mm. fact, I was hoping for a name. A name? Infinity. Infinity? Mm. And then you can call me Finn. Finn, perfect. Well, we'll put that in. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so we'll go for custom backgrounds. We'll put Astronomer in. 
Yeah, so an astronomer, astrophysicist, you know, something mm. to do with the stars. Stars, stars, That's yeah. the thing. Stargazer. Stargazer, you know. yeah, okay. That sounds good. So with your a stargazer, we're going to give you two skills and some tool and two tool proficiencies. So we get extra, extra skills, essentially. Okay. So those mm. skills from before, if you're thinking about the stars and stuff, I'm thinking maybe you'd want to do some uh, investigation would be one, perhaps, or mm-hmm. um, nature, the idea of like looking beyond uh, perception, Maybe history or arcana. Like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else in the list there? Sure, yeah, I'll read them out. So you've got uh, arcana, athletics, deception, history, insight, intimidation, investigation, medicine, nature, perception, performance, persuasion, religion, stealth, and survival. So, um, and how many of these am I allowed? You're allowed two of these. Insight? Yeah, insight. Insight and perception. Perception, yes. And what's your thinking behind those? Well, it's just like, you know, you see a star and then what's the insight? This is exploding, what's happening? Mm, Perception is, you know, sort of thing like that. You're trying to see beyond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'll give you a choice. So you've got those two schools. Mm -hmm. You now have a choice whether you want, uh, you can get two other things. So you can either have two, two tool proficiencies or two languages, or one tool and one language proficiency. And when I, when I say language proficiency, you'll already have common. So that's yeah. the so you can, yeah. But if you wanted to have uh, an additional thing, we can have that. Tools could be anything like from lock picking to brewery skills. So would you prefer having more tools or more languages? I have one of each. I think one of each. A bit Perfect. of balance there. Um, I don't need lock picking because I've got my hand. Yes. I seem to remember. Yeah. Um, so what what are the tools? Are the there's loads of them as you can imagine. Mm. Um, so they go all the way from sort of alchemist supplies, brewers, uh, cartographers, cobblers, uh, even to like even more um, musical instruments, navigator tools. Um, can I have some astronomy tools, like a telescope or something like that? Yes, yes. I guess for this, I will put in. Yeah, we we can put it like that. It's, so it's, you know, sort of radio telescope or a, a you know visual. Tell you what, I'll, I'll is, put yeah. it. I'll put it in under navigator tools. But we okay. will just say that in game. Yeah. Obviously, that would be like yeah. um, for the stars and stuff. So we'll yeah. put nav- navigator tools because again, ultimately, it's just making sure you are professional. We can always change well, of that course, around. because you see that uh, as you know, some things have happened in the past, and some things you well, some things will happen which will be way in the future when it comes back to mm-hmm. you. So. Oh, yeah. I should. I might be able to see into the future. Ah, history. History repeats itself. Well, you know. So um, with a, my with my telescope, mm. I can say aha. Uh-huh. So this is you know this. I can see into the future. And in terms of the language, so so you already know common and halfling because right, yeah. you're included yeah. in your uh, lineage. There's a whole load of languages. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so you go all the way from abyssal uh to well, deep what pretty, what what language is spoken by the most aggressive uh, people oh uh, well I, again roughly, it depends depends on depends on yeah. obviously the campaign yeah uh, i guess in the forgotten realms you could say uh maybe under common so those people who live under the uh it, it's basically to understand the most aggressive people so i can understand why they're going to come and kill me okay i see okay so you've got so that would be the okay um, i'd say i'd say undercommon would be most okay. like most likely that those are the people that you'd probably be aware of who who might again bandits wish sort of me thing. ill that's the yes thing. i okay. think that's right yeah so okay so I, if i can understand them mm-hmm. yeah and does that mean i can speak it as well uh, yes, well, yeah, yeah. Again, again, this would be something that we'd talk to your uh, DM about. Like, right. how do, how do you know this? Is it because you've learnt it? Yeah. So you yeah. know, maybe 
for example, you've learned it like almost like a um, fancy Duolingo type so, thing. So I, can, I can, so I can ask for, can you tell me where the toilets yes, are? Yes, uh, um, uh, la biblioteca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, your sister could speak Spanish, which was, uh, she could only ask for a for a pencil sharpener. Yeah, un sac puntas. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Very good. Oh, that was you, was it? No, well, I, I know. Well, I, okay, I've never, I've never been to right. Spain, have I, as a result? So. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get, come on to now something called alignment. So this alignment, I think you, you know, as I've spoken about it before in podcasts, mm-hmm. is that it's basically what, when you do your actions, how do you how does it appear on this of the grand scale? Is it good, evil? Is it uh, lawful, neutral, chaotic? Again, this is just to give you an idea of what your character, you know, what is their sort of moral ad- uh, agenda per se. The only one I would definitely rule out for you would be chaotic evil, because those are the proper villains of the right. piece. And I don't mm-hmm. think I don't mm-hmm. think that's you per se. I was going to say chaotic, but not evil. Yeah, chaotic is fine. Yeah, yeah chaotic, yeah. but not evil. That choice leads it to chaotic neutral or chaotic good. And I think chaotic good is that sort of thing. You always intend to good. Neutral means like you're mm. willing to like actually. This is for me. You're you're a bit more. Uh, I think chaotic good because it's intention is good, but I can imagine it all going hideously wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> yes. most D and D games on that. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah, so it was cool. like yeah, it seemed all right at the time. <laughs> seemed a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So now there is an option, and this is a, obviously yeah. optional um, for uh, what faith you have. So in in uh, the Forgotten Realms, obviously there's pantheons of gods, and in most uh, D&D settings, the acknowledgement is the gods are real. Yeah. So you'll have certain classes like um, paladins, clerics, who their powers come from the gods and they sort of right. do it. You don't have to do that. I think it's, it's, you don't have to be dedicated to a cause, you just acknowledge that gods are real. So you don't have to have anything like that. Well, of course, um, as you know, um, previously in under religion, I put around Jedi... So, is there anything in the census? Um, we could again. Is that something we'd make up with the DM? Is that you? Okay. You believe in sort of um, the balance, perhaps? Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there is there is such a thing as the force. Well, no. So in this is again maybe less important for you, but there is something in D and D law where there's the, the fight between angels and devils. Right. If one of them wins, then it spells crap for all of us because obviously yes, yes. devils win that's terrible uh, mm. demons win that's terrible but um, uh, angels win that's also terrible so, so yeah well, so there's there's a group of wizards led by someone called Monokainen called the balance and the idea right. is that some days they will fight ag- okay. uh, against the devils and sometimes they'll fight against the, the angels okay. well. sounds so, pretty good so yeah I guess the faith yeah. could beat the balance okay. so that, that idea that, that you, you're you never I guess that's interesting because chaos never is good because ex- you're doing good you're never, ex- you're never at the extremes I think yeah, yeah. well it's interesting so you, you can't necessarily be trusted as an ally in a sense because mm-hmm. you might suddenly just have to change your change your tune because oh you're winning now okay. and I think that works really with your chaotic good as well because okay. obviously you're, like, you're doing it for the good mm-hmm. of everything but we don't know so that kind of works mm-hmm. well uh, next is lifestyle. And again, the, these are just more sort of like optional things we don't have to go into, but I quite like talking about it because it's quite interesting because it says like what kind of lifestyle you're living and then how much that would cost per day. Mm-hmm. Again, some D&D games don't care about it, but I think it's quite good, interesting to talk mm-hmm. about. So you, could always go, so you can always start from wretched, <laughs> going up to squalid, which is one silver per day, um, poor, modest, comfortable, wealthy and aristocratic. Is it like again? How do you see your your halfling? I wouldn't want aristocratic. That sounds pretty boring. That's also ten gold pieces a day. That's right. quite. That's quite a lot of money. But wretched sounds a bit a grim. Rich, yeah, <laughs> it's about backpacking, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I think. I think. Uh, well, I think it's worse than backpacking. Really. I mean, you know, um, it's a bit like uh, you know what are we eating today? Or oh, got another lump of poo or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I quite like the simple life. You know, something that's mm-hmm. simple. You know, because I'm in with my poetry, looking into the stars. Oh, you're one of those. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so so I want, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be uncomfortable. So, but but I don't, you know, it's just a simple life. You know, simple life. Under the sun. So it sounds to me modest yes, might modest. be yeah, rather modest. than comfortable. So modest yeah, is modest. modest. That's fine. Yeah, a modest lifestyle keeps you out of the slums and ensures yes. that you maintain your equipment. Yeah, and it, it talks about again, like you live in an older part of town, renting a room or an inn, yeah. or all this sort of thing. Uh, you don't go hungry or thirsty, yeah, and your living right. conditions are clean. It's simple. We're going to talk about what your character looks like. So I want you to think about um, what kind of hair they have, uh, what what eye colour they have, how tall do you think they are? And we've talked about age right. a little bit, but like, what, yeah. like how how would you envision uh, tall? I think thin. tall. Thin. I can't imagine being uh, small. So I can't imagine. Well, hang on, well, because you're a halfling, though, so you, you'll be between three to four feet tall. Oh, well, I have to wear four feet. Oh yeah, you'll be a tall I halfling. I may have to have big shoes. Big shoes on. Okay, <laughs> big shoes on. Yeah. Um, short hair. Short hair. Yeah. Short hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Short white hair. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. short white hair. Um, uh, eye colour. Uh, green. 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 Yeah. 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 Green mm-hmm. eye colour. Sorry, what, what was the thing you were asking? No, that, that was kind of it, really. Just saying, yeah, again, yeah, so um, s- slim. Yeah. Slim? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've got to be acrobatic. Yes, you... you. <laughs> so I can't, it's difficult. And I've always rejected the stout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, out of the way, you have three halflings. <laughs> like, you're in a group of other stout halflings. Like, no, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll just be over here. Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so you've got, we're getting like a vision yes. of what Finn looks like just now. And you've yeah. said sort of about mid-30s, you were yeah, saying yeah. before. Mid to late 30s. Uh, yeah. Mid to late 30s. Because I've, I've got wisdom, so I've got to have lived a bit haven't absolutely yeah and you've yeah. also uh, you've said you wanted to be female so that's yeah, totally yeah. Fine. Well, great so we're almost done we have personality traits and ideals actually this will be fine because we'll, we'll make it up because we've gone for a custom background mm-hmm. so it sort of breaks down your character in, into sort of four parts and this is sort of like how you would play this character if you were doing a lot small role play right. so you have something called personality traits ideals bonds flaws and we'll start with um, the ideals bonds flaws yeah so this is mm-hmm. like a statement mm-hmm. about what you are about essentially so mm-hmm. stuff like ideals like what do you want from your life what you know what is it that you strive for every day happiness in myself and others okay so that's one would you say you're an instrumental part of doing that like i want to yes. bring happiness yes, to i want myself to create happiness for myself and others yeah. yeah would you say through your work perhaps so through your poetry through my poetry through your poetry through my that's poetry. perfect, that's perfect. Right. through your Although I've got a feeling it might be like McGonagall, you know. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, with your sort of, with the ideal sort of thing, so it'd be like, here we've got stuff like, for example, like independence, I'm a free spirit, no one tells me what to do. So yeah, I think you've got to say, it's like, mm-hmm. I want to, you're, you're sort of inspirational that you're mm-hmm. doing that. With Bond, it is like, you, related to somebody else. So whether it could be this creature you're talking about, so some examples I've just picked up here, it's like, I fleece the wrong person and must work to ensure that this individual never cross paths with me, with me again or with those I care about or I come from a noble family and one day I will claim my lands. So it's like something that's made you who you are and it usually involves somebody else or something else you have to think about. Okay, so I guess it's uh, somebody who um, made me very happy and I admired and I want to, to emulate them, if you like, you know. Ooh. Like a role, they were like a role model. So, like, would you say like a mentor or somebody that you admire? And there's one here that says, like, I idolise a hero from old tales and measure my deeds against that yeah, person. Or something be, like that? Yeah, yeah, that would be okay. <laughs> Finally, in this sort of section, you've got flaws. Because obviously no one's perfect, as yes. we know. And so some that I've got here says, like, stuff like, I will do anything to win fame and renown. Um... I get too trusting, I was wondering about. Ooh, yes. Yeah, so halflings are like that. Like, mm. you... 
too trusting to your own good. Perhaps? Yes, that's right. So see, always see the good things in people. But sometimes, of course, that means that you're, and and, and most times that's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think you've mentioned that right at the beginning. But but there is, you know, you sometimes you've got to be aware of people might be trying to. Mm. You know, yeah, so I guess that idea that you want to, yeah, so you want to create happiness in other people through mm. your poetry, but maybe to the point where like, sometimes it blinds me to the fact that they are, you mm. know, not as good as I would hope that they had right. malicious oh, intent. I like that. And then going back up to personality traits. So this is mm-hmm. again. So those sort of things are like mm-hmm. here's what you would do in certain situations mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. worried about something. And of course, these things are just these change over time mm-hmm. as well. Sure. Personality traits is to give you an idea, like in a sentence or two, what this character's like. So one that I've just found here. I know a story relevant to almost every situation. Uh, no one stays angry at me or around me forever because I can because de- I can diffuse any amount of tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a good insult, even though it's directed at me. I get bitter if I'm not the centre of attention. Anything like that. So if you think of two things, like okay. what stands out about Finn? Okay. I'd like to see the funny side of any situation. Okay, sees the, sees the, go- yeah, sees sees the good? Yeah, well, no, sees the funny side. Always tries to be cheerful. Always tries to encourage everybody, to, you know, tries to... Okay, so like... Um, so even even in the darkest... Optimistic. Even, I'm, I'm optimistic even yeah. in the bleakest of situations. Yeah, yeah. always optimistic. What we've done here, we've just created, mm-hmm. you know, within an hour or so, just uh, yeah. the basics of a character. So how do you feel after going through that sort yeah, of no, it's good. thing? I, I, I'm not sure I can remember all my no. uh, traits and attributes, but mm-hmm. I want a friend. I want a, want a small friend. furry friend. So again, we would we could write that into the yes. back story. Because remember, I'm a, you know I'm good with animals. Yeah, you're very good with animals. We've got one here <laughs> with us just now. Yes, absolutely. So I'd like to take him with us. So absolutely. But he'd have to be a robo dog, I think. A robo dog. Well, there is another um, class. Maybe later on again, if you were playing this character, so you're playing a bard mm. just now. But if you wanted to be, there's a there's a class called the artificer who create an event stuff. So you could you mm. could be like almost like Geppetto. <laughs> um, no, I don't want a puppet dog. A puppet dog. And it's got to do his own thing. Sure. Be like K nine, really. Oh, of course. Oh, so you like the doctor? I see well, now. No, no, not this. like the doctor. It's, it's just that we're in the future, mm. so it won't be a won't be a wooden puppet. You see, no. so, so it'll be like R two D two, but with furry legs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, master. Or R three PO. I did figure out one last thing, so I will okay. be very quick about this. So essentially, now you, now we've done your character, so we give yeah. you your starting equipment. And because you okay. picked Bard, you get certain things that you can choose. So I'm going to um, offer you them, and we can just okay. tap them through. So you can either have a rapier, a longsword, or any other simple weapon. These could be um, stuff from a great club to a hammer to um, a light crossbow, anything like that. I assume you want to be you don't necessarily want to be up in front of people. No, no. I think I just like, like a. A small lag, a dagger or a pair of scissors. <laughs> a dagger, yeah, but I guess you could it's say... It's more like a letter opener. A letter opener, perfect. Well, yeah, so we for the stats it would be a dagger, yeah. but yeah, a letter opener, you can yeah. flavour it like that, so that's quite yeah. good. Uh, you have a choice. I have a letter opener and I will use you it. Have to, <laughs> yes, don't make me open my poetry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you then have a choice between a diplomat pack or an entertainer's pack. And this is, it's just essentially, if I, if I picked one just now, so... It has the same things per se, but you've got say for the diplomat pack, you get like uh, two cases of maps and scrolls, a set of fine clothes. I thought you wine. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of game. But I'm really sorry. Oh dear. Um, the entertainers pack is uh, similar. Uh, you got bedroll, two two costumes. Can I uh, juggle? Juggle. Uh, you know, I'm sure again the DM could let you do that. Okay. So. I'll take the entertainers. Entertainers, and then yeah. you have uh, either a lute or any other musical instrument. Oh, that, is this in addition to my flute, the maracas? And so no, those are stuff that you were proficient with. Oh, right, okay. But again, if you wanted, again, because mm-hmm. obviously we are just talking this through, you could talk to your DM yes. about having a 
theremin or a <laughs> maracas. Um, so what, what do you, you mentioned something there at the beginning. So you, you have a yeah. lute. I will yeah. say you're not, I'll take, you're I'll not, take the you're not proficient in it. <laughs> I'll take the lute. That's fine. You know I'll what? I'll take the lute. I, I may like... not be I'm a proficient, but I could just strum. You strum it. I could, you know, opening strum with... It was a dark and starry night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. finally, you get already included uh, leather armour and another dagger. But I like the idea that is two letter openers, perhaps. Yeah, okay, yeah, two letter so, openers. Oh, yeah. And I have two letter openers and I, I will use them. use it. Yes, I can use a parcel now. I can open the parcel. Perfect. Yeah, and that, that is it. Oh, that's, all, that's all stuff for it. So yeah, you have it all there. And so what would happen now... Obviously, we'd tweak a few bits of it yeah. and make sure all the stuff was going, and then yeah. you would play. But how would I know? Would, how would I remember all this? this so, again, we, so much there. There is a lot there, but what, what I've done, again, we've sort of been filling it as we go, but D&D Beyond does it all for you. <laughs> so you have, as you see oh, here, wow. uh, you've got your own sheet and stuff, and it tells you stuff. And There's I, no picture of me. Well, no, but we, <laughs> all right, we've just made this person up on the spot. But we'd obviously you can you can upload a picture of yourself. Yeah, or a, I, I would have thought from this, yes, it, it, then the AI should be able to construct a picture of me with two letter openers, one at each hip, you know, and you know, I see myself with silver breeches, yes. the loot over my shoulders, yes, the, the whistling a happy tune, yes, absolutely, <laughs> looking so, for maracas. So, but yeah, so we've got all the basics. And obviously, in the I say the olden days, maybe a couple of years ago, we wouldn't have all the stuff. Right. It works out okay, you would write goodness. it all out oh my so most session zeros or first sessions the first hour and a half will be spent oh putting goodness. this together I know hard work yeah, but, but it needs a better dashboard I better, you know, should see it straight away <laughs> but, well again this is stuff to do in your own time but the other thing that's cool about D&D Beyond is that it, you can click on stuff I've not enabled it for right, the sheet yeah. but you can click on it and it will automatically roll the dice for Ooh. you so you don't have to have physical dice but I'm an old I quite like the physical because nice, you're like Ooh, can, because yeah. then I'm like I can influence this in some way. Of course, I can't. Can't, no. <laughs> but it's, it's this apparent control, mm-hmm. whereas if the computer's doing it for me, it's like, mm-hmm. Yes, and that, that's always been a big thing about, like, well, we're now moving into, like, streamlining stuff. And actually, mm-hmm. we had a, when we were talking about it before, this idea of video games versus board games, mm-hmm. a lot of video games do have an app version now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, But you know what? I find that really interesting, because now they'll do tutorials on it, mm-hmm. and I'll, I know the rules better, because I've played mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. a computerised tutorial. So, But yeah, that is how you create a very straightforward right. thing. And it's only taken us, like, an hour or so, yeah. less than an hour. And yeah, so so we we'll always go off and do that again. But I'm glad you've enjoyed the experience. I have, well. Yes, thank you. And um, you know, uh, Charlie as is K two T K nine. Yeah, what would what would be your your um, uh, companion, the the creature that was with you? What would you call them? Well, I I was quite and um, I was quite taken with Donald the uh, Donald guinea pig, the guinea pig, <laughs> guinea pig slash hamster. Okay. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> I am partial to a dog, as you know. Yes. Um, but um, I think. If it was going to take him and call him something, it would be something like um, Bert. Bert. Very yeah. good. Uh, I mean, you can always do, like, in Labyrinth, you know, he had Sididimus, and he had, like, uh, Ambrosius was his steed. Oh, I know, but I couldn't actually keep remembering to pronounce that. would be quite difficult. Well, again, you get used to it when you're playing... But, uh, or you Brian, always, you know. Brian, something yeah. like that's Something I find comfortable, like, OK, Brian, what should we do now? I, I mean, I, I say... My, my go-to names are Brian, as you know. <laughs> Brian and, and uh, Margaret. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, I know, but... Uh, so I think... Yeah, you could become uh, Charlie. You could become Brian. I don't want to be Brian. So I guess if you if you were saying to people now, um, like if anyone who wasn't sure about creating a character or stuff like that, like what would advice would you give them now that you've oh, done it yourself? I, think you should, I mean, I don't think you should look at what what you are like. I should think you just you should. 
you know, mm. have some fun with it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, um, over a year ago, I was went to a conference, and at the conference, you could make an avatar, yeah. and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I dressed my avatar. I, was, I looked young. I had a baseball cap on. I had blue hair. Uh, you know, I had uh, real cool clothes on mm-hmm. and things like this. And uh, some of the other people were saying, "Oh, I'd never wear a skirt as short as that." And you're like, "It's an avatar," <laughs> exactly. and it's like, "Why do you? Why do you want to look like yourself?" Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, and I showed it. To to uh, grandma, yeah, uh, I said, "This is my avatar." I said, "It doesn't look like you." I'm like, of course not. Why would I want it to look like an old woman with grey hair? <laughs> I know. But and that's the beauty about role playing so, games—you can play yes. all these different. You can well, play, of course, exactly. It's animals, fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah people, yeah. absolutely. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Mama. No, I appreciate it. This appreciate dog it. is about to eat my microphone, so <laughs> I will. No, but thank you very much, Mama. No, no, no I enjoyed it. So I look forward to playing myself, my halfling self, in the future. Yeah, Finn, Finn the but halfling. Going, yeah, he's going to go and write a few poems. Oh yeah, you better have those ready because the DM. Call on you. <laughs> so thank you very much.